Well, hello, travellers. Welcome along to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about one of the great names in travel that you hear all the time when it comes to Phil Hoffman Travel. We thought we would find out more. We're speaking of the APT Group, and the Head of Sales for Australasia is Susan Haverly. Susan, lovely to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Tell us about your experience, and we'll get on to the history of APT and how long you've been there and what you get up to as well. But in terms of the travel industry yourself, has it always been a passion for you? Oh, look, it has been, Leith, since I got on a plane at the age of 22, ready to go on a three-month trip to Europe all by myself. So I cried all the way to Singapore thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> then found a couple of friends and got to London, ended up staying seven years, would you believe? My wow. three-month trip, much to my family's <laughs> disappointment, but um, I loved it so much. Um, but yeah, I just stayed and travelled and when the money ran out, of course, I had to get a job. Mm. Um, so I started in a sales job with a travel company in London and um, it just grew from there. I ended up then a year later touring. I wanted to see more of Europe. So rather than doing my own touring, I actually worked for a touring company and got to take 50 people around on all sorts of different itineraries uh, for about nine months of the year. So mm. I went round and round in circles did about 70 trips in the five years that I was with the company. Wow. Were you always inquisitive as a kid? Were you someone that loved to go travelling with your parents or was it the bright lights of a new city? Was it the actual getting on a plane and going to a destination that attracted you first? Uh, that's a really great question. We actually, I'd never travelled overseas until I was 22. So, um, but I always had this, I don't know, this dream that I wanted to just go explore new places. So when we did go travelling when I was younger, it was, you know, up to Queensland or down to Tassie, which I absolutely loved. But I just knew there was this allure of, you know, far off lands with different languages and different food. And I just always had that um, inkling that that's, I wanted to go explore. Did you get into the industry because of that reason too? You think, you know, I can immerse myself in travel all of the time. There's no better way oh, to do it than being around it every day. Yeah, without a doubt. I think if you'll ask nine out of 10 people in the travel industry, the reason they got into the travel industry because of this passion yep. um, for traveling and this passion for exploration. Um, and I mean, how lucky am I? You know, every day I get to be talking about different countries in Europe or Asia or South America. So, you know, we're just so lucky because we um, we provide dreams for mm. people and life-enriching experiences. And, you know, the world is just so big, you can never do enough travel. The more you do, the more that's on your list. So Maybe. that definitely was a driver for me, was that passion to, to explore new places. Maybe this is the wrong thing to say, Susan. I always find it slightly odd when people don't enjoy travelling. Well, look, you and me both... <laughs> And the one thing with travelling is there are always things that are unpredictable. Mother Nature, of course, what the weather's doing, um, potentially, you know, strikes in different countries. But I actually love that go with the flow. Mm. Um, I know for some people it throws them out of their comfort zone, but, but I think that's all part of the adventure, is if you wanted everything to be like it was back home, you wouldn't have spent all this money to go travelling. You know, mm. you need to expect the unexpected and just be open to new experiences. Um, yeah, and I, I too, I don't understand how people don't but at least it's, it's only a minority which is good. Phil Hoffman has a great saying that we came into the world with nothing we go out with nothing it's everything you do in the middle and for me that is with travel where you can go and experience different things you can go and see different things you can meet different people and get immersed in different cultures uh, and that I think is what sort of lit the fire for me when it comes to travel. 
Oh, that's that's a really great saying. Yeah, we say um we say as well that travelling is the only thing you pay for, um, but it actually makes you richer in the end. So you move to London. You're going over there for a little look. You end up staying for seven years, and you get immersed in yes. the industry. Is it different in London, the travel industry, to what it is here in Australia? Yeah, um, look, it, it is. When I was over in London, I was very much working um, on the tours. Um, so taking our guests all around Europe and, and delivering um, you know, the itineraries that they expected and, and really delivering their dreams. Um, the industry back here, my role, and talking about myself in particular, but my role's slightly different in the fact that I work with our key partners in the industry here. Um, and Australians travel so much. Mm. I think that's a big difference probably to other places in the world, including London. Um, you know, Australians and, and New Zealanders just travel so much. It's in their DNA. Um, so the opportunity to work with partners like Phil Hoffman Travel on producing, you know, different types of itineraries, different destinations um, and sending Phil Hoffman Travel guests away. I really love that now to be a part of that initial setup. Um, and then leave it over to our operations team to deliver the experience. There's something special about travelling through Europe, isn't it? It gives you a, a feeling of insignificance almost, that everything was here before we arrived, yet you're able to experience it in today's world. Oh, look, without a doubt. And every country is just so different. You, know, you can drive four hours across a border um, and it's just so different. France across to Germany, for example. Mm. You know, the architecture's different, the scenery's different, you've got another language, cuisine is different. And I think that's what, for Europe in particular, which is one of my favourite places, um, you could never get bored because there's so much on offer and, as you say, just so much history, um, which, of course, is everywhere you mm. look with the beautiful churches and, and palaces and pomp and ceremony and tradition. Um, yeah, just so much you could never get bored. I ask this question of people, Susan, where do you think, you know, we go, let's say we go to Europe and we see uh, the Colosseum, for example, and we think this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Do you think the people that live there day in, day out appreciate the fact that they are living, you know, within this or is it more just oh. as through the eyes of a tourist? You, you, do you, do you know what? I would hope so, because something as magnificent as the Colosseum, you know, there's very few places in the world that you can see um, Roman ruins so mm. well preserved uh, as you can in, in Rome. So I would really hope if they're on their Vespa, you know, just have their <laughs> shot of espresso in the little cafe, yep. that they're zooming, you know, off to work, which probably, given it's Italy, won't start till 11 a.m. We've got that right, that's for sure. Um, let's hope they do take a, a glimpse up and just say, wow, you know, I'm living in such a remarkable city and that's a pretty impressive building. That's what I thought. You know, you're living at Lake Louise and you think, do you appreciate this, that you're looking at this every day or do we just do it when we're, we're tourists? So you're in London, you're in the travel industry. Um, uh, when does APT come into your life? Uh, so I came back after my my stint over in Europe. I thought I will I will come home and and um, you know reconnect myself with my family and friends. Um, so coming back, I thought I, I really do need to stay in the travel industry. I enjoyed it so much, and I I just thought no other industry would probably give me that excitement um, of talking about different destinations. So I got into a sales arena. I love a chat, as you've probably noticed. <laughs> so I started off working for Tourism Queensland in a sales role um, out on the road, um, visiting all of our key travel agents mm -hmm. um, in Victoria. Uh, a couple of years in, I was promoted to the national sales role um, for some of the holidays, part of Tourism Queensland. So I moved up to Brisbane. So that was great to live in Brisbane for a couple of years. 
um, before eventually moving back to Melbourne. Um, so after six years with Some Other Holidays, which is a really iconic Australian brand as well, um, selling all various parts of, of Queensland with Sundays, the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, Cairns, Tropical North Queensland. And then I had this amazing opportunity. I'd always known about APT and, and Travel Marvel and the APT Travel Group. Um, it has such a great brand strength um, within our country. It's been around now 91 years. Wow. Um, and there was the national sales role became vacant. So um, pretty soon after I moved back to Melbourne, I, I got the role with the APT Travel Group, and that was 11 years ago now. Wow. Um, but every year, um, because we have such new touring styles, new cruising styles, new destinations, some years I feel like it's still my first year because hmm. of the excitement of, of new product um, and the excitement of what we're talking about and, and the itineraries we're putting together. So that's, yeah, that's how I've been um, with the APT Travel Group. So based here in Melbourne, yep. um, and now what I do is very much work with core partners and there's there's no better partner than Phil Hoffman Travel um, with us. And we work on a year or two in advance on where do we think clients um, will want to go, guests want to go, what type of touring styles, what group departures will we put on, what exclusive elements. Mm -hmm. And then when we've got all our ducks in a row with that, we, um, we do launch events um, in the South Australian market and, um, yeah, we, we can share the excitement we have for those destinations and itineraries, share them with Phil Hoffman Travel Guests. Any business that is around for years, let alone decades, yet alone almost centuries, as is the case with APT, you're doing something right. Can you put your finger on what has made APT so successful and so loved for travellers around Australia? Mm. Gee, there's a few things. If I was to put it on one, what my personal opinion would be the fact that as a company, um, over the years, we've always looked toward where to next. What do our clients want? What, do our, what are our guests asking for? Our trade partners, like is South America going to be the next big thing, Asia? And then we listen to all of that feedback and then forge um, a new destination style or go into a new country based mm -hmm. on that, that feedback. In the 11 years I've been with the company, you know, we didn't um, do Mekong River cruising, which we now do. We didn't go into South America, which we now do. We do numerous rivers in Europe. Um, we have small group journeys, which is a maximum of 20 guests. So I think it's always that continual where to next mm -hmm. and what type of touring and cruising will our clients want. Is there and that a, innovation has come through. Is there a particular client that would choose APT? You, you're so successful. You've been around such a long time. You're such a respected and loved name in the industry. What kind of people are coming to you? Oh, all the passionate travellers, of course. <laughs> and if they're not passionate travellers, they will be. Um, look, generally, um, you know, we're a 55-year-plus yep. uh, with our clients. Um, it's self-funded retirees or retired or still working but wanting um, breaks. But the type of traveller that really does want to get off the beaten track, immerse themselves in some really great local experiences, but have all of the hassle taken out of it for them. Mm. So they don't have to worry about train schedules. They don't have to worry about doing their own sightseeing. Everything is taken care of for them. And particularly with our cruising product, you only have to unpack once as well, which is a big plus. Um, so that's why river cruising in particular and yep. ocean cruising has been so successful because it, uh, the vessel um, the ship becomes your floating hotel and takes you to all new fantastic destinations every day. Have you noticed? So I think a sense of adventure is what our is what our guests need to pack, 
And if they've got that sense of adventure, anything else uh, is an absolute bonus. They'll have a ball. Have you noticed that tourists have changed over the years? People want more immersive experiences where they can hang around the locals or they want that exploration. They want, you know, something a little different. As the old days, I guess it was kind of go, have a look, take a photo and come home, whereas now we're much more involved. Oh, that's exactly right. And I think it's because everybody travels so much. Like years ago, the big European trip you might do once in your life and that was the bucket list. Mm. Whereas now, um, guests are going back numerous times and they might just focus on a region. It might just be Italy or it might just be France or heading up to Russia or Scandinavia. And then when they're there, they really want to get an insight into life as a local Um what the current political system's all about, what type of food everybody eats. Um, So you'll see the inclusions now in our itineraries include meeting locals. Um, Sometimes we have lunch in local houses, um, particularly in remote places like up in Russia and the Baltics. Um, You know, there might be bread making um, in France, language lessons, all of those experiences that help get an insight into what life is like, not just taking a photo of what the Colosseum looks like yeah one of the great things phil talks about when he started in the industry is that it used to be the america trip or it used to be europe where you might do france or england or italy for example Uh, now as you mentioned people are going through parts of asia and parts of europe and parts of africa that you would never have ever expected it was just they were countries that you studied at geography at school never knowing that one day you could actually get there Mm, that look the world has opened up so much um, for us I mean all those years I spent in Europe I was so fortunate um, and being in touring I got to a lot of places but an example is back then um, Croatia wasn't open to be able to travel because the war I'm showing my age now (laughs) the war of course was on um, back in the mid to late 90s Um, so I was so fortunate enough I I went back about three months ago um, and sailed on our, our new vessel in Croatia the Queen Alexander and I had spent all these years in Europe yet now I was experiencing um, Bosnia and Croatia and all of these which are magnificent by the way all of these amazing countries that 20 years ago um, just wasn't feasible um, when I spent all that time there Um, and then other parts of we're talking Europe you know Portugal now I hadn't got to Portugal till a couple of years ago and, you know, that is a magnificent country in the beautiful Douro Valley up north out of Porto is, is just spectacular. Um, and then the likes of South America. I never dreamed um, when I was younger that I would ever get to South America. And I've been fortunate enough to go there uh, three times now. And, and you know, the the Incas civilization and up in Peru is, is just so steeped in history and so diverse and and then you go down to Argentina and Buenos Aires and and so different again and very European. Um, So I think the fact that, you know, access uh, has opened up to all of these amazing countries that weren't maybe the stock standard um, travel countries 20 years ago has really made for us travellers who have well and truly been bitten by the bug, Hmm. our list just gets longer because now we we have access pretty much to anywhere we want to go. And the way we've travelled too, Susan, has changed immensely where in the old days you would think, well, we can't do five-star travel because that's for kings and queens, whereas now the the word luxury uh, is really affordable and is something that is achievable for the everyday Mm -hmm. traveller. 
That's exactly right. I mean, the infrastructure in the majority of the countries is such that their hotel offerings um, are remarkable. Um, obviously, ships um, and the innovation of all of these amazing river and ocean ships has allowed a real five-star luxury component to accommodation and to cruising, which just you know wasn't there um, over 20 years ago. Um, and of course, air travel as well. Um, you know, the amount of airlines that now fly out of Australia and they don't just fly. You know, everyone used mm. to just fly into London by Singapore because that's what, um, you know, the airlines did. Whereas now there's so many ports in Europe to fly to. There's direct flights, you know, from Australia into South America and up into Canada um, and all throughout Asia. Um, that, you know, the world has really opened up via air access as well. Two quick questions before we let you go. And again, we thank you for your time on the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. The first one is unfair because it's like asking to pick a favourite child. When you've travelled as extensively as you have and APT take you all around the globe, is there a destination? Is there an experience? Is there something for you that stands out head and shoulders above the things that you've experienced in your life that people need to try with APT? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's a hard one because <laughs> there is there is absolutely so many. Um, I must admit, the most recent and comes to mind um, because it was only three months ago was the, the cruise in Croatia, um, and because it was a new country for me and it was just all fabulous. Um, the scenery is beautiful and cruising through the islands. But I just remember one day we dropped the anchor, um, which we're able to do on this vessel. It only has 18 cabins. And the captain said, right, who's for a swim? So a whole bunch of us jumped off the back of the ship into the most crystal clear blue water, mm. looking up over the island of Havar and seeing all of the beautiful coloured houses. And I just thought to myself, this is a real pinch yourself moment. Mm. I never thought I'd get to this country and this um, particular experience, as simple as it was, swimming off the back of it a ship, is just is just so fabulous. Um, I really had goosebumps. Um, another one, well, there's so many. Um, another one, I guess I was fortunate enough to dine um, on our river cruise from Amsterdam to Budapest. Uh, we go to Namity Castle where Princess Heidi opens up her castle to us and we have dinner there. So once again, we're in this beautiful 16th century castle sitting, having dinner um, with fellow guests. And I just thought, this is a money can't buy experience. You can't just walk off the street and go into this castle and knock on the door and say, hey, can I stay for dinner? And I just felt so privileged um, and seeing the enjoyment of our guests at being at Namity Castle that once again, I just thought how wonderful that um, we can have this experience to share together that you mm. just couldn't do um, in normal circumstances. No doubt, pinching yourself. The other question is unfair as well, but why should we be coming and speaking to you at APT? We know the name, we trust the name, we love the name. You've got the ears of the travelling audience listening. Why should we pick APT? No. Uh, Oh, look, I think it's twofold. Obviously, um, the very strong relationships we've had for many, many years with Phil Hoffman Travel. So from a group offering perspective, um, the APT groups that Phil Hoffman Travel provide on APT are really the best of the best. Um, they're tried and true um, client feedback over the years. We've tweaked, we've included exclusives. Um, and once again, it's that all-inclusive experience. So when guests come away with Pilhoff and Travel and, and APT, they don't have to put their hand in their pocket for very much at all. Everything is included. And I think the passion 
and I, I hope that's come through the last, <laughs> um, the last few minutes we've been talking, but the passion is a business we have. The minute we wake up in the morning, our focus is all about how can we ensure we're delivering life-enriching experience for our guests, um, and hopefully that translates onto the service delivery when you come away with us um, and just get you back home saying, where to next? Yep, that's the thing, isn't it? You get someone, they travel, and then they... Halfway, normally, I was going to say the end of the trip, but quite often it's during the trip, isn't it, where they say, right, where are we going next? Oh, absolutely. Particularly as the trip comes to an end, because my firm belief is you always have to have a trip in the pipeline. So it's thinking, (laughs) and and that's the beauty um, with our trips, is everyone can talk to each other and recommend what they've done before, because there'll be other guests on board um, that may have done North America, South America, Asia, Antarctica, Russia. So you can share those stories and that gets the juices flowing as well as to, wow, that's going on my bucket list now. Susan, thank you so much for sharing your story and for talking to us about APT. Not at all. Thank you so much. Happy travels. Happy travels to you too. Susan Haverly is the APT Head of Sales for Australasia. You can ask about APT at any of the 10 Phil Hoffman Travel offices. You can find out more online as well, pht.com.au or look out on the social media channels.